Hello, everyone, and welcome to the English with Fraser podcast. In fact, welcome to the first episode in the English with Fraser podcast series. I am, of course, Fraser, and I will be the one hosting and speaking in these podcasts. So these podcasts are designed to provide understandable, comprehensible, and natural English to you, the listeners, from me, a native English person. I should add that as I am from England and not the USA, I shall be teaching you British English. And I'm sure many of you have already noticed my British accent already and hopefully gauged from the logo that this is, of course, British English. In my opinion, the best way to improve your comprehension, listening, and even vocabulary in your target language is through intense audio immersion. Instead of focusing on complicated grammar rules to the point that they make you sick, you should rather be consuming comprehensible, which means understandable, native content, otherwise known as learning a language through natural context. This, in my opinion, is also more more fun and sort of keeps it fresher when you're just learning languages from a textbook and textbooks can be very useful. You don't really get that same enjoyment out of it, I would say. For example, it is well known that your brain is more likely to remember words from the context of the sentence that that word was in rather than to memorize single words. This is not to say it's impossible to memorize single words because actually I'm a huge fan of flashcards and think they're the best way to learn words but not just looking at them singularly, like word by word. It's better to learn them in context of the whole sentence. Now, most of us studied one language during our time at school. However, how many of us remember those words that we were forced to memorize for a test? Hardly any, I would say. And that is because often the methods used in schools were designed for short-term memory to just pass a test next week. Using this method of learning English through natural native content, you are more likely to memorize and learn English for good in the long term. And I'm sure that's everyone's goals here, to learn English and memorize it in the long term. You don't want to just memorize stuff short term. You want to know and understand the words, know how to use them, and then have that in your arsenal of English vocabulary. So my podcasts are one type of resource that I will be offering on my website. As of now, I'm just focusing on the podcast and there will be a website up shortly. So keep keep tabs on that one but for now we're just focusing on the podcast and I'm just focusing on putting out good quality content uh, for you guys. Now these podcasts aren't aimed at one specific level of English. I would say as a general rule they're probably best for intermediate to sort of advanced learners but that does not mean that beginners cannot use and benefit from these podcasts. As I said earlier it is all about getting comprehensible input and it's all about listening to lots and lots and lots of input and lots and lots of content so it isn't the end of the world if you don't understand much because this is how you sort of build vocabulary and you build up your level in a foreign language is just listening to uh, these podcasts over and over again on a whole multitude of different topics. So more information about how to best use these podcasts and the research behind that will be later on in this podcast. 
But for now, as it is the first podcast, I wanted to sort of introduce myself a little bit so you you know who I am and you know the person behind the voice of uh, English with Fraser. So as previously mentioned, my name is Fraser and that is with a Z, F-R-A-Z-E-R, because you can spell it with an S or you can also spell it with an I in there, like the, I think there's an American sitcom, Fraser, but it's F-R-A-Z-E-R. As also previously said, I'm from England, so I was born and raised here in England and grew up in a a town in the south of England called Reading, which is spelt as Reading, so reading a book, but you say it Reading just to confuse you guys even more. Um, And Reading's located only a 30-minute train uh, journey from London, so we are very close to London here. And we also have an incredibly lovely, fairly modern train station, Reading train station. Almost looks like an airport, would recommend if you're ever in town. Um, We also have a cool lion statue near the centre in Forbury Park. So there's this big, impressive lion. Um, And that's also on on the badge of the football club or the mascot. I think it's the mascot, actually. Yes, it's the mascot. so you probably won't have heard of Reading, but just remember it's not far from London. So I graduated from university with a law degree. Um, so I studied law at Queen's University of Belfast. So Belfast is in Northern Ireland, which is a part of the UK. So there's Ireland, the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. So Belfast is in Northern Ireland. So technically I studied in the UK, even though I was on a different island. But that's a that's a conversation uh, for for another episode for sure. So you might think, why did you study law? So from an early age, I'd say around fourteen to fifteen, I decided I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, it may or may not have been because I watched the TV show Suits and saw Harvey Specter and thought. Yeah, that's a bit of me. I want to be like him. That may have been one reason. Um, And also, I always like the fact that it's sort of a specialised and respected career um, and respected profession. And also, I'm a big fan of, and I've always preferred words and language over than sort of maths and science. So in school, I liked more word-based subjects. And then law sort of played into this as well. So if you're a lawyer, you are very careful. You have to cross the T's and dot dot the I's, as we say. So this sort of played into my my skill set, certainly so. So my entire degree lasted for three years. I started when I was 18. I think it must have been back in 2017, I want to say. And... It lasted three years, so I was 21 when I when I finished my degree. Um, but I suppose I was quite lucky because unlike other students, I knew I wanted to be a lawyer um, from a younger age. So choosing my degree of law was an easy choice. I know a lot of people, they sort of reach 18 and they're not sure what they actually uh, want to study and what they want to be. But I think I was lucky in that sense that I knew I wanted to be a lawyer. So even before... I started sixth form. Now, sixth form is what us British people call high school. So the two years before you go to university, and it's after GCSEs, which are secondary education, 
in the UK. Um, so since six, even before sixth form, I wanted to be a lawyer. But actually, my favourite subject growing up was Mandarin Chinese. Um, so I studied this from I think year seven to year eleven. Absolutely loved that. My favourite subject. I was very passionate about that. Um, and one thing you should know about me is that I am a big fan of learning languages, and you could even say it is my passion,、uh, and it's more than just a hobby. So, obviously, studied Mandarin in school. Unfortunately, my teacher left before A level, which is what you do at sixth form. So I decided not to pursue Mandarin. I focused on、uh, other subjects of economics, English, maths, and politics. Uh, and then outside of Chinese, I decided I wanted to learn Polish, as I had a couple of friends from Poland,、um, and was quite interested in the culture. So I've been learning Polish now for whew, probably almost seven years. So over six years, I can speak fluently, speak very confidently,、uh, very competent.、Um, I can record a video of me speaking Polish, so I can show you this at some point. Also speak Russian to a fairly decent upper、uh, upper intermediate standard, I would say.、Um, unfortunately, due to obvious circumstances, I've sort of halted my Russian learning、um, path for a while. But I still have the, the skills there. Those languages are very similar. But what does this all mean? This all means that I've been where you are now. So I've been in your shoes. I was once somebody who wanted to learn this language, and then I was also intermediate in that language, and I wanted to know right how can I be fluent, how can I get to the upper level. So that's why I believe that I'm best suited to sort of make these podcasts, design these resources, because I know what works. I've been there. I know how to reach those higher levels, and I'm helping you guys get there. So I'm sort of showing you the way, providing the resources, providing the support, providing the help. My passion is languages, and I hope you're also passionate about them. And I think together we can make an incredibly successful team. And I can't wait for you to keep listening to my、uh, episodes, looking out for the resources, and us building a splendid professional relationship, or not academic relationship, but language relationship together. And I'm always here to help. So please do send any questions, any emails. They're always welcome. English with Fraser at gmail dot com. Don't have a website just yet, but if you have any questions, like the episode, any suggestions, please do email me at English with Fraser at gmail dot com. So that's as the podcast, same spelling. Perfect. So I currently work as a paralegal, which is sort of a, an assistant to a solicitor, like a trainee solicitor almost. Uh, I've been doing that for two years. I'm about to start my、um, qualifications so I can become fully qualified and be a an actual solicitor, not a trainee, not a paralegal, but a fully fledged and fully qualified、uh, solicitor. So we're getting close to that, and I'm doing that、uh, starting next year. So looking forward to getting that out of the way because that's obviously a, a big hurdle in the industry. Um, so whilst I was studying law, which in my opinion is one of the harder subjects, I was also studying Polish, which is also one of the harder subjects. So I'm very, very proud that I managed to do both at the same time simultaneously. But to do so, it did require a lot of effort, a lot of 
um, consistency, a lot of passion for for both because they're, they're certainly not easy. And I'm not sure if I can pick one moment or one reason for where this passion for languages began and why I do love languages. Um, I've always loved the idea of speaking in a foreign language. So ultimately, we all learn languages for different reasons. For me, the most rewarding is speaking to someone in their mother tongue, and they're really impressed, they're really touched. And you can sort of converse at a higher level than if it's in their secondary language. There's a good quote out there by Nelson Mandela. And that quote goes, If you talk to a man in a language he understands, that goes to his head. If you talk to him in his own language, that goes to his heart. And this is really true. This is such a good quote because it is sincerely true. You speak to someone in their native language, it's just at a higher level of connection. They understand it better and they obviously always appreciate the effort. And this is the beautiful thing for me is people see that effort and they appreciate that effort. And they are even moved by it sometimes. So going back to was there a moment that made me have passion for languages? I would have to say it's because of my time learning Mandarin Chinese in school. Um, this is this has got to be the reason why it was just so interesting, such a different culture, different language, so interesting, fascinating. And I do remember the teacher I had for the entirety, five years. And that was Mr. Wu. So Mr. Wu, absolute legend. And I think thanks to him, he sort of showed me my passion. So school is a very good time to learn about yourself and understand what you like, what suits your skill set, if you have a passion about something, because it is very important to follow your passions in life. You don't want to just leave them by the wayside and not attempt to pursue hobbies or careers out of them but for me it was Mr Wu he just had a calm demeanor for sure very everything was planned meticulously it's a good word um, and he was such a good teacher and he sort of had a few other ideas that I thought other teachers didn't have so I could tell that he, he was sort of researching other methods and best ways to, to teach his students um, and I think even to this day, I still use some of his language learning techniques when I learn my languages. So, um, and I'm going to compile my favorite language learning methods for you guys. I think I'm going to write a book. So look out for that as well. But this also reminds me of the great school trip we had to Beijing, China. This was my first taste of life outside of Europe. And it was an incredibly eye-opening trip, actually. I think this trip and my joy for learning Chinese lit that language learning flame inside me. But one big regret that I'd love to share with you guys is I didn't take Mandarin at A-level because Mr. Wu left and I thought, oh, I'm going to do these other subjects instead. But that's a regret of mine. I wish I would have carried it on because I really do enjoy it, really do like it. However, that's not the end of my Chinese journey, Mandarin journey to be specific. I am... I did start learning Mandarin again a couple of months ago, and I'm going to return to that. And I'm also going to write a blog showing my progress with that. So um, if that would intrigue you using the methods that I like, I'll show you how I do them, how I put them into practice myself. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, it's another little side project of mine. 
Um, but it wasn't until Polish, which is my first foreign language, that I sort of independently studied, because obviously in school they sort of make you study. So once I was learning Polish, this is where I first started understanding how to study and learn a language effectively. Effectively and efficiently, these are the two key words, I think. So you don't want to waste too much time when you're learning a language. Time is a finitive resource. We don't have unlimited time. You might have a couple of hours after work, a couple of hours after school, 30 minutes you can squeeze in on your commute, and you want to spend this time wisely as best you can. So initially I was sort of not using the best method, so not flaming Duolingo, but Duolingo not the most efficient. I mean, it's good at the beginning, but after that I would say you want to sort of evolve onto better methods. Um... However, the best way to learn in life is to learn from one's mistakes. So if it wasn't for those mistakes, inverted commas mistakes, they might not be mistakes, but they weren't the best way to learn. If it wasn't for making those mistakes at the beginning, I wouldn't sort of understand the best methods and sort of evolve as a language learner and and, and a learner in general, actually. Um, but as I previously mentioned, most important is comprehensible input and intensive listening, exactly like you guys are doing now. You want to keep listening over and over. Each each episode, even a few times, you can listen and try to understand, listen whilst not doing anything else, listen, read the transcript, etc, etc. Repetition is key. Repetition is very key in language learning. And also, don't ever be afraid to make mistakes because, as I said, that's how you learn the best. Once you make those mistakes, then you understand what you did wrong and then next time you won't make the same mistake because you'll have it in your head. Mm, actually, I need to say this. Mm, actually, it's in, not on. And those mistakes, they are really, they are gold. They really are gold. So making all these mistakes, I was quite a curious learner and I still am. Thirst for knowledge. So I was sort of researching and looking on YouTube the best ways to learn a language and I found incredible polyglots such as Luca Lamparello and Steve Kaufman. Uh, so Steve Kaufman is very famous in the language learning community. You guys might have heard of him. If not, check him out. He often talked about comprehensible input, which is based on a study by Stephen Krashen. Um, so he's sort of the, the godfather of language learning or language acquisition, if you'd like. Um, so he basically spoke about where language learners such as you guys should learn a language by watching, listening, reading native content that isn't too much higher than their current level. So you want it higher, so it's a challenge, but not too much where you literally understand zero. It needs to be just high enough that it's a challenge, but you can sort of push yourself and earn a, uh, learn a little bit each time. So hopefully my podcast is at that perfect level for you. You understand a lot. You might understand maybe half, but there's new words, new phrases that are coming out that makes you think, hmm, actually, this is the right level for me. So thanks to this idea, I searched for native Polish podcasts and came across a podcast called realpolish.pl with Piot. Um, big shout out to Piot. He was sort of my first... Um, foreign language podcast and he sort of used those ideas as well listening 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 is very key um so i'm i'm grateful for him for helping me improve my 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 level as well now 
learning language is subjective to each person and everybody has their own ideas, their own methods. Uh, but I do think that this method of repetition and listening over and over of comprehensible input is incredibly good, incredibly valuable, and I'd strongly recommend that you guys do it, especially with my podcast, other English podcasts and resources, and I really do recommend that. So you might be thinking now, is English with Fraser just a podcast? Is that all you're doing? But I can tell you and confirm that English with Fraser is part of a wider plan. So this one is English with Fraser, and then I'll put podcast at the bottom. Um, so the, the overall um, idea and movement is English with Fraser, and there's going to be some other resources, YouTube channel, Instagram, um, programs and courses on my website that I'm going to make. Uh, but this is sort of the podcast side. So you see podcast at the bottom there with the nice little headphones that I uh, cleverly added. Um, so there'll be videos on my YouTube channel, also my website, um, additional courses. I'm thinking most useful British expressions, top 50, something like that. I know you guys always find English expressions can be hard, especially British ones, because we have so many different and diverse ones. But I absolutely love using expressions and sayings, so I'm going to help teach you guys them. And hopefully you like using them as much as me. A piece of cake, as we say, which means very easy. So that's a piece of cake. Quick one off the top of my head there. Maybe you knew that one. Maybe you didn't. But, but, but yeah. Um, I want you to think of learning English the exact way that a baby would learn English. So how did we all learn our first native language? Did we use flashcards before we could walk? No. Nope. Did we look at grammar tables before we could say mum or dad? Nope. Did we analyse textbooks and look at past tense, future tense, perfect tense? Oof, of course not. So we all learned through input from our parents and families. We as babies listened and listened a lot. We absorbed everything that everybody was saying around us. It didn't require any effort just simply listening and absorbing words, sentences, and their meaning. So obviously, once we get older, we don't just learn this way. We have a very functional and developed brain. Obviously, the brain keeps developing until 25. So once you're older, you can use other methods. So you don't just have to use comprehensible input and just listen, but it is incredibly effective. And there's so many papers out there and studies on this saying how effective it is. So what you can do, you can sort of mix and match. So what I'd recommend if you listen to my podcast every day when you have spare time, a spare hour, spare 10 minutes, maybe 10 minutes while you're cleaning the kitchen, 20 minutes commute, etc. Whenever it all adds up and it's all incredibly valuable. Imagine you do an hour of listening to native British English every day for a month. That's nearly 300 hours, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. So imagine after three months or six months of listening and absorbing my content, I promise you that you will start to notice a big difference and big improvements in your English, in your comprehension, but also your general level. It's all, it's all tied together. It's all linked together. Additionally, you'll be able to both understand more and begin speaking more confidently. 
all those native phrases, expressions, even the sentence order I use, so subconsciously you're learning grammar. All of this is repeated very often to your ears and sticks into your long-term memory. And then one day, as they say, it will just simply click like that, and you'll simply know what to say in English. You might not know, hmm, where did I learn that from? But you'll know this is what English people say. They say this sentence, and you just know it because you've heard it so many times that it's just natural. Trust me, guys, this is the method. This is one of the best ways to learn a foreign language. I've used this myself. I've done this with Polish and Russian, and it really works. It, it is incredibly effective. You don't need talent. It's just hard work. There's a common misconception that learning languages, certain people have the language learning gene, or they're talented to learn languages. Well, yes, I'm sure some people are better learners than others, but with learning languages, that isn't important. What's important is the time, effort, and consistency. You don't have to be the best language learner in the world. You just have to turn up, be there, put the time in, put the hours in, do the grind, and you'll see the results. And the best thing is you don't even have to concentrate or try. For example, I'd be studying or cleaning or cooking or watching or playing a video game and just listening to Polish over and over and over and over again. And also what you can do, and I do, I'm a, I, I'm, I quite like stats and that sort of nerdy stuff a little bit. I always write down how long I listen to. So I listen to a podcast, 40 minutes, bosh. Write down 40 minutes in this table I have. If you sort of follow and note how much you've listened to, you'll see over three months, wow, you've listened to 100 hours, 200 hours of English. And this is also motivating in itself, just to tally that up and keep going. For example, now I have to check, I think, since I started recording my hours in Polish and Russian two years ago, I've got over 500 hours listening to Russian and about 400 hours listening to Polish and nearly a thousand hours of listening to foreign languages. And you might think, wow, a thousand hours, that's so much. And it is, but think about if two years pass and you do an hour a day or even a couple of hours a day, that can add up so quick. And that's the aim of the game, just being consistent, listening to, listening to my podcast and just keep going, keep going. Because over time, those big effects happen. There's a great book called Atomic Habits, and it's all about making marginal gains, small improvements. So you don't want to improve hugely, or you can't improve hugely, but if you improve a little bit every day, those gains, those sort of improvements compound. So they're sort of compound gains uh, in a way. So say you improve your English 0.5% every week. So you did 10 hours of listening, few flashcards just think of that over the whole year 0.5% every week you improved over the whole year that's huge improvements and that's the aim of the game and that is what it's all about so I would also recommend just listening to each episode a few times or a couple of times I always do this with all my podcasts um, also in my opinion one of the best methods in the entire world is listening and reading simultaneously so you'd have to get the transcript to these episodes that i'll put up at some point um and you listen and read at the same time you can highlight the words you don't know you can read and see sort of how i pronounce each word so english there is some tricky tricky which means tough or hard pronunciations where i mean the obvious one 
Knight, Silent K, why is that there? Good question, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you can read and listen at the same time, see how I pronounce words, see how words are spelled, new phrases, etc. And that's incredibly useful as well. So that's everything from me in this first episode. Just wanted to introduce myself, sort of recommend how to use my podcast, um, my methods. Um, that's just sort of the top of the tip of the iceberg for my methods. I'm going to publish more on what I recommend uh, to use, which will help you guys greatly. But hopefully you enjoy this episode. There's going to be another one out shortly. Please do... I don't know how you do it on all the podcasts and stuff. Like, thumbs up, leave a star, a five star, is it? Dare I ask for a five star? Um, any questions, any recommendations, please shoot me an email, englishwithfraser at gmail.com. Link will be in the description of the podcast website you're listening to this on. It's been a pleasure and look forward to seeing you guys in the next episode. Um, all the best and take care. Bye-bye.